This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the dude. Are you the type of person that's looking to build your liquor collection in your own home? Then go to Country Wine and Spirits Online Liquor Superstore. But check this out. They've also got a monthly vault membership. It's an exclusive offer. What does a monthly membership tips Country Wine and Spirits give you? Well, I'll tell you. You get free two to five business days ground shipping on all your orders over 50 bucks. Special offers, free mystery vault gifts in every shipment. And if you sign up right now, it's only $19.95 a month for the first three months. And if you sign up for this membership, you get 10% off site-wide on every purchase, including sale items. Plus, as a special with Hey Bartender podcast, you get the 10% off if you join the membership. But if you use Hey Bartender 5, you get 5% off your complete purchase. So you're getting 15% off your entire order if you sign up for the membership, plus use Hey Bartender 5 coupon at checkout. So go to cwspirits.com, sign up for the membership, get 10% off your entire order, free shipping over $50, Plus, remember to use coupon code HEYBARTENDER5 for an extra 5% off. You can't beat that deal. Go to CWSpirits.com. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast, the bartender podcast that thinks they're the only one that encourages you every day, don't take any shit from anyone. I'm your host, I'm your bartender, my name's Anthony, how is everybody doing tonight? If you've been following me on TikTok for a little bit, uh, you, you might have noticed that one of my videos has gotten tons of attention, I want to talk about that a little bit today, but first... Of course, we got to start off the show with the drink special. Now, I'm pretty sure I used this drink special a long time ago, back in like when the episode was maybe in its teens. Um, uh, It's the drink that I used for that one particular uh, TikTok video. It's uh, the TikTok video is called Kid on 21 Run. Now, uh, the story, how that uh, quick, quickly, how that all goes is this girl comes up to the bar. It's her. She tells me it's her 21 run. I check her ID. She's 21. Hey, congratulations. Happy birthday. I was happy for her. And the first drink that she asks for is a strawberry daiquiri. Now, in the video, I said, little does she know, but I'm pissed off about that. But it's her 21 run. One thing that people didn't catch was I made the drink for her anyway. What the hell? You know? But in uh, when she complained that, uh, is there any alcohol in this thing? I mean, this girl, uh, she had, you know, screaming with entitlement. She was 95 pounds, maybe. Uh, beautiful, long blonde hair, tan skin. Uh, 
at least this was back in two, uh, 1999, 2000, somewhere around there. For all I know, she could look like a uh, leather handbag right now because she tans so much. But uh, she got mad that she couldn't taste the alcohol in it. And my explanation to her was, well, when you make strawberry daiquiris at home, you probably use half the bottle. You're going to taste the alcohol. But when you make it right in a bar, you only get one shot of rum. Then she said, well, can you make me something else? And I said, sure. So the drink special for this show today is called, drum roll please, because tons of people have been asking because I kind of forgot uh, forgot to say the name of the drink when I was pouring it for the video. The name of the drink is called the West Coast TD. Uh, I took credit for this drink for a long time because another, uh, uh, because I was kind of a jerk. I still am, just more aware of it now. Uh, but it was actually designed by another bartender in a different bar that I kind of ran with. So the West Coast TD goes as follows. Uh, you start off with a half a shot of vodka, half a shot of Southern Comfort. In the video, I use Buffalo Trace, but for some reason, I can't find a bottle of Yukon Jack anywhere in Texas. But originally, it was a half a shot of Yukon Jack. Vodka, uh, Southern Comfort, Yukon Jack. Uh, half a shot of amaretto and filled with cranberry and pineapple juice in a pounder glass filled with ice. You put all that stuff in there. I swear to you, it goes down like Hawaiian punch with a little bit of a bite. But since it goes down like Hawaiian punch, it's a sneaker drink. This girl on her 21 run, she, I don't know if she was drinking before or what, but she made it about, oh, half to two-thirds of the way down the glass, and she was done. She had to be held up to be walked out of the bar. Um, I like to think that her boyfriend was thinking about having sex that night, but she was out of commission. She uh, she was not walking straight. She was probably going to pass out in the car ride on the way home, unless he's into her being... No, no, let's not talk about that. That's uh, disgusting. Well, yeah, disgusting. And the moral of the story was, don't piss off your bartender, otherwise he's going to make your night end way earlier than you think. So, anyway, so for all you people that uh, are gracious enough to follow me on TikTok and decided to listen to this podcast, the name of the drink in that video is called the West Coast TD. I can't guarantee that any bartender will know what you're talking about. But for those of you who favorited that video or are following me and know how to find that video, just show it to your bartender and or tell the bartender how to make it, then they'll probably take it as their own, just like I did. Now, about the TikTok video. Um, as of last, uh, uh, the Wednesday before I recorded this, I had 1,050 followers, and I was considering that a milestone. You guys, I, uh, I talked about it on a previous podcast. I was uh, feeling like, okay, now I'm doing good because I stayed in the hundreds for the longest time. And I'm trying to promote a podcast. I'm trying to promote other bartenders. I'm trying to promote servers. Speak up for the service industry. That's what this uh, podcast has always been about. And then all of a sudden, that Wednesday night, I go home and uh, uh, from my day job. And I pass that on the couch for a few minutes. I was a long day. I was really tired. And I wake up and I pick up my phone and holy crap, 
uh, a video that I thought would probably get maybe three to 600 views, all of a sudden uh, had over uh, 10,000. I was like, what the hell? And then a couple hours later, 14,000. I was like, oh my God, what did I do? And uh, the comments started coming in and a whole bunch of comments. Usually I don't get a lot of comments on my videos. And uh, followers were all of a sudden coming out of the woodwork. And I was like, what the hell? What What the fuck did I just do? This Because social media, it's really fickle. And fickle, that, that's an old word. Well, I'm, I'm not that old yet. Uh, social media is a weird thing. You don't know what uh, what to do. You don't know how what's going to happen. You don't know what's uh, going to get popular, uh, how you're going to get seen when uh, you've got, you're competing with probably millions of other people. Uh, if I base it on Call Me Chris and just assume that everybody in the, um, everybody that has TikTok automatically follows her, there's at least 45 million people out there that are, uh, that are using TikTok. And all of a sudden, my numbers start to just skyrocket. And I'm like, what the hell did I just happen? Well, uh, as of right now, the as uh, as I'm recording this podcast at 8.45 at night on Wednesday, uh, uh, what, what month is this? September 7th. Um, as of right now, uh, I bring it up um, on my TikTok. I have, this is a week after I posted that video, I have 9,638 followers. Woo-hoo! I am so excited about that. Uh, and because just all of a sudden, everything started booming. You know, all these followers started coming out of nowhere. And that one video, the kid on the 21 run, has 890,000 and some change views. And... Granted, none of my other videos have reached that high or even close to that high, but I'm like, holy shit, there's 890,000 people at least that have seen my face. It's scary, but it's cool at the same time. I mean, uh, I've never experienced anything like this. My Facebook, my Instagram profiles for Hey Bartender Podcast, my personal stuff, I don't even try. But the stuff to promote this podcast, uh, I work hard at it. I try to develop content, uh, pictures, and alert people when new shows are coming out. Uh, it, uh, just, uh, it just all of a sudden boggles my mind. I put one little video out, and all of a sudden, it start the numbers start just skyrocketing. And so, but I was kind of sitting back wondering, okay, okay, now... I'm receiving comments. This is cool. Now let's take a look at some of these comments. There are, uh, if you want a little bit of entertaining reading and you're, uh, and you've worked in the hospitality industry, take a look at some of these comments because, uh, uh, some of them are awesome. Some of them are completely out of line. And, uh, but that's social media. When you get tons of views, you got to expect tons of negativity, I guess. I, the thing that hit the chord really hard for some of the people was the fact that I said I was pissed off that I had to make a blended drink. Now, let's get into this a little bit. I've met tons of bartenders in my travels. 
I can't really say any of them like making blended drinks, especially the ones that work in mom and pop brick and mortar or the ones that work in high volume clubs. I mean, some of those high volume clubs have icy machines and that makes life way easier. But if they don't have icy machines, um, let's, uh, let's ask a question to all you bartenders out there. How many times have you used the phrase, I'm sorry, but the blender's broken? And that's, that's a clue, you know, that it, that's like releasing the, uh, the nuclear codes, me saying that on here in case some people that don't quite understand the, uh, the restaurant industry that well, that's like releasing the nuclear codes. Nobody's supposed to know that if the, uh, if I say the blender's broken, now they're going to accuse me saying that I'm lying, but come on, we've all used it from time to time just because all of a sudden, like in uh, like in the cases that I'm talking about in my own personal uh, experiences, you're running three people wide, five people deep, and one person that just made an order says they want a blended drink. Okay, you don't uh, the uh, the whole thing about it. Some of these people took it out of context. They uh, they were saying, "What? You're a bartender. Just do your fucking job," uh, or. Uh, you know, they were expecting me to uh, be all happy-go-lucky. Yay! It's a blended drink. Um, and acting like it's your job to do it. Why don't you just do it? And I, you know, uh, if that person's listening to, uh, to this podcast, let me tell you a dirty secret. If you actually watched the video and listened to me, I actually made that blended drink for that 21-run girl. I wasn't happy about it, but I made it. But there's tons of things about any job anywhere in this world where people sit back and say, I love my job. But I guarantee you, you will find one little aspect of that job that they hate doing. They do it anyway because it's their job. But it doesn't mean they like to do it. doesn't mean they have to like to do it. Maybe not even at the time that they're doing it, they realize it, but as soon as they reach day off or as soon as they reach a vacation period, they sit back and think, oh God, five days without doing fill in the blank. I bet if you sat back, closed your eyes right now and said, thank God I've got five days without doing, I'm sure something will pop up in your head. You don't think badly about your job. You you love your job. When I was a bartender, I loved walking into my job. I got, you know, I, I missed my customers. I got to work with my friends at the time. Uh, but every once in a while, some things would trip me up. Like, for example, if that dipshit that uh, was claim, uh, claiming that it's your job to do that, you shouldn't complain. Uh, if that dipshit's listening to this podcast right now, who he actually tried to defend himself because there were a lot of people that came to, uh, came to my aid and attacked him uh, through comments about, you know, uh, that were like, no, totally, seriously. Blended drinks can suck and gave him various situations. But he just wouldn't listen. He was just like, what's he complaining about? It's his job to do it. And lately, I'm starting to think it's the American way to complain about every damn thing. Just spend a half hour on TikTok, you'll find out. I mean, that you know, with all the people complaining about, uh, you know, this person bumped into me. Uh, this person 
isn't wearing a mask. This person, you know, it, you know, they, it, it the people that comment on TikTok, it is their, their like lifelong dream. Finally, I can complain about something anonymously. Nobody has to see my face. Nobody, nobody has to know where I live, but I can complain about every damn thing on somebody else's video. Meanwhile, I don't have any content on mine, but uh, I can complain about everything under the sun on somebody else's video, and I can just go on living my life. But, dipshit, if you're listening, you claim that you worked in the service industry. I saw the comments. Somebody uh, commented to you, well, obviously you've never worked in a restaurant before, and he goes, yes, I have. I spent time behind the bar. Well, that's first of all horseshit, unless... Unless, okay, I'm going to stick up for you for a second, dipshit. Uh, Unless you worked at a corporate restaurant. Now, the atmosphere at a corporate restaurant can be a little bit different. Because at a corporate restaurant, you might have two, three, maybe even sometimes four blenders uh, behind the bar. And you don't have people constantly walking up to your bar asking for another drink. You don't have uh, three people wide, five people deep waiting for drinks. Most of the time in corporate situations, you wait for the ticket to come up out of the printer. You make the drink. You set it out. Server comes by, picks it up, and it disappears. Sometimes you might even get a couple customers sitting at the bar. Maybe you ha- might have a couple, one or two tables near the bar. But that's pretty much it. In an atmosphere like a late-night bar where... Uh, a full menu is not being served anymore. People are coming in to shoot pool. Come, people come in to sh- listen to music. You're going to end up with a crowd in front of your bar because uh, the waitress is having sometimes a little bit of difficulty keeping up. And people are going to come up to the bar, start a tab with you, and start asking for drinks. Now, most of the drinks are going to be simple. Rum and Coke, Jack and Coke, uh, uh, Vodka Cran, Vodka, pineapple, rum, rum and something. You know, you, something, just a mixer and uh, your spirit. Most of the drinks are going to be like that. Then all of a sudden, you get that one person that gets a blended drink. Now, what's the deal with the blended drink? Why is that so difficult? See if uh, any of you people that are working the service industry can agree with me on this. First of all, you got to get the blender. You throw your ice in it. You pour the spirit in, let's say the strawberry daiquiri. You pour your rum in, one shot. And then you pour in your daiquiri mix if you're lucky enough to have that in your bar. Pour in your daiquiri mix. Then you have to set it on the blender, get it started. Now, here's where some people that don't get it kind of trip up a little bit. They sit back and think, well, while it's blending, you can uh, serve other drinks. You know what? Not really. Because if you let it sit on the blender for too long, it will start to solidify. And then you got to spray a little bit of Sprite or soda water in there, loosen it up a little bit so it doesn't come out in one big glob and make a big mess and completely miss the tornado glass that you serve them in. But then you have to add your garnishment, maybe a little whipped cream, maybe a maraschino cherry if they're lucky, and then you have to immediately clean the blender because somebody else might want to blend a drink right after that. So you got to throw it underneath the sink 
or maybe even throw it at the dishwasher and say, hey, clean this for me. Most of the time, they just rinse them out in the stink, uh, sink and get them ready for, uh, for the next thing. But the added bonus when you're running three wide, five deep, is uh, the probably the person dead center of all of it is sitting there complaining, going, oh, what's taking so long? Why, uh, why is it taking so long to make a damn drink? I want my drink. You know, if I ran a business, I love that phrase when people who have never run a business in their life say that, you know, if I ran this place, I would be, it would uh, run so much faster. We'd have at least another bartender on duty or something, you know, they'd make up some kind of story when, you know, pretending they're a hotshot when they probably have a more menial job than anybody else that's standing in that crowd. But, you know, as a bartender, I'm trying to sling drinks as fast as I can. And, you know, the simple drinks, uh, the spirit mixers, the even the Long Island iced teas, I could just throw those out immediately. And uh, but then comes the blended drinks where I have to do the preparation. I have to clean. I have to. That's the biggest reason why a lot of bartenders don't like blenders is because we have to clean them. And they take a while to, uh, to prep. And, you know, some people I'm sure are probably listening to this podcast, sitting back saying, well, maybe if you got some help or why don't you invest in an IC machine? You know what? Those IC, IC machines are insanely expensive and difficult to maintain. Every customer's got a solution on, of some, on some level of how they would run the business better. But uh, they really have no business experience whatsoever. I remember being in an airport one time and smarting off to a woman. And if this were back in the days of COVID, she probably would have uh, uh, raised hell on me and uh, insisted that I uh, not get on the plane or whatever. But uh, as typical with uh, flying from anywhere to where I live, I was in Rochester, New York. And I was just waiting, uh, dying, actually, waiting to go home. I was in Rochester and waiting in line. The plane had been held up uh, held up a little bit. So there, were, there, there was a wait. And, you know, there's really nothing you can do, uh, uh, in my opinion. All you have to, you just have to sit there calmly and just sit there and wait. Because complaining about it has never gotten me anywhere. And complaining about it really hasn't gotten a lot of people anywhere. Sure, it works for some people. But there was this lady standing behind me about two people back, and she was spitting fire. She probably wanted to add a Rochester worse than I did. And uh, nothing against Rochester. It's a beautiful part of New York. It's uh, it just at that time of year, there was like eight feet of snow on the ground. I'd been working nonstop for like two weeks, and I, I was ready to go home, and that was going to be my the flight home was the relaxation part of it. But this lady was standing there going, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Why is this taking so long? This is not a way to run a business. You know, if you want to keep your customers, you do not do this to them. And eventually I uh, lost my cool in a good way. It's not like I started swinging or anything or yelling. But in a calm fashion, I turned and looked at her and I said, what do you do for a living? And she said she was a checker at Walmart. And... I very stupidly said to her, so that makes you an expert in business. And uh, she got angry 
but her family calmed her down. Uh, the uh, thankfully, her husband thought what I said was fucking hilarious. But uh, you know, he he probably totally had the right to come over and say, "Hey, you can't talk to my wife like that," and you know, kick my ass or something like that. But he was uh, probably stabbing himself in the leg with a pen to try to keep from laughing in front of her. But there's always those people that sit back and think that they can run the business better than, uh, I mean, how many times uh, as a bartender or server have you heard people say, I'll have your job? Well, how often have you been tempted to say, you can have it. If you can last two hours doing my job, uh, then uh, then you win. But with the added delight of social media into everybody's life, we uh, everybody can say that about damn near anything. People can say that they love something about their job, and then other people can say, well, your job sucks. Or people can say they hate something about their job, and then people just go, well, why don't you just quit? Or, uh, or it's your job to do that. Why didn't you just do it? You know, people feel, you know, it's that whole entitlement thing. Everybody feels like that. They, uh, they have the answer and it's just, and their answer is, well, duh, why don't you just do this or do, uh, why don't you stop doing that? That's the way everybody is nowadays. But in the business of, uh, the restaurant industry where they pay minimum wage or sometimes not even that, uh, it's difficult. You know, why don't they just add another person onto the shift? Maybe the business can't afford it. Maybe, maybe the corporation sits back and, they ran their numbers and said uh, that uh, because of the algorithm that somebody worked out, it is possible for a one server to handle 12 tables. It is, uh, it's possible for a server, uh, uh, for a server to handle 24 tables. It's possible for a bartender to uh, shell out so many drinks per hour. Well, they don't take into effect uh, that, yeah, the server probably, uh, a good server probably can handle 12 to 24 tables by themselves and not break a sweat. There are some damn good servers out there. But then you all of a sudden run into the problem, the kitchen's backed up. And then all of a sudden, customers start complaining, hey, where's my food? Well, uh, it's back in the kitchen. Uh, uh, it'll, I'm sure it'll be out uh, in just a few minutes. Or let's say, yeah, you know, sure, the server can handle 24 tables, but what if the kitchen can't? The 24 tables, they maybe may have put into the algorithm two to four people. But, uh, but that server, out of those 12 tables, let's say, has four six tops on those things. They don't take into that account. And out of those six people, there's going to be one person that complains that their ranch, their extra ranch that they asked for didn't come out. I mean, what happens to, uh, to the service if the person, uh, the person decides to send it back because the steak was cooked um, medium rare and they wanted medium, you know, it, their version of medium, uh, it, you know, because sometimes cooking uh, cooking meat can differ from restaurant to restaurant. All these algorithms that the people in the corporation sit back and uh, think 
once they work out that algorithm, the restaurant will be a finely tuned machine. People won't sit there for longer than an hour and a half, then be able to flip the table table over for maybe even as low as 45 minutes. Flip the table over, get new customers in there as long as possible. But then all of a sudden the server runs into those customers that just want to linger for a little while. Sit back, relax, they've had a long day. They're hanging out with friends they haven't seen in months, maybe even years. Have a few drinks, and then that table doesn't get turned over as fast. Uh, some restaurants, I've even heard that the servers are encouraged to kind of pressure them out of there. Here's your bill. Uh, just let me know whenever you're ready. Oh, we're we're going to be here a while. Okay. Then that customer ends up taking up valuable real estate for three hours, runs up about $150 tab and tips, say, five bucks. And I'm going to do a little explanation on that uh, uh, that whole tipping thing a little bit later. No, once again, extremely controversial. But, you know, bottom line, the point that I'm actually really trying to get across here, people, is the people that if you were listening to the podcast and you're sitting there uh, going that, and you watched that 21 uh, run video and you were one of those people that commented, well, what's the big deal? It's part of the job. Everybody in this world is welcome to hate certain aspect of their job. We still do the job. We still might love the job. But there's something that we just really wouldn't, you know, we would love to avoid doing it, if at all possible. Does the person collecting towels at, uh, at a gym love their job all the time? Maybe. I mean, restaurant employees all the time, they, I'm sure that there are people out there that would love to skip their side work. I've seen people uh, go to great lengths, even paying off, other employees to do their side work for them just because they didn't want to do it that night. And you know, side work can be annoying, can be redundant, especially you have to, if you have to roll silverware, you know, the thing that I loved about it though, is that there were a lot of restaurant workers that came on to the comments and started attacking these people that were uh, saying, uh, you know, uh, well, that's part of your job. If you don't want, uh, want to do it, then get rid of the blender. And some people were sitting there saying, but that's not up to the bartender whether the blender's there or not. And then they, they're they like, well, who is it? And it's, well, it's the bar, it's the manager, owner. And then, well, then just do your job. Now, let me reiterate, I did do my job. I just don't like doing it. Uh, that certain aspect of that job. And it's one piece out of a million of this puzzle that I don't like. I mean, it's, uh, some bartenders get pissy when the keg blows and they just sit back and say, I'm not replacing it. And it's, I'm just not doing it. I hate it when the kegs are empty during my shift. I rolled up on a Taco Bell one time and at, uh, at the speaker, the person says, welcome to Taco Bell. We're out of meat. And I sat there and asked, well, what do you have? And they, uh, they said, as, as long as it doesn't have meat, meat in it, you can get anything you want on the menu. Well, I ended up having a cheese quesadilla and, and a Pepsi and cinnamon twist. Love those things. And, uh, uh, but he, that, that person didn't do, uh, or didn't make more meat 
because the person that did the shift before him didn't finish his prep work. Some people in law enforcement, they love their job. They find it fulfilling and, you know, helpful to the community. They're making a difference. But there's that two hours of paperwork that you have to do at the end of the day that kind of brings them down a little bit. Often brings them into overtime, takes them away from their family a little bit. But they still do it because it's part of the job. It's not like I stood up to that 21-year-old girl and said, no, I am not making you a strawberry daiquiri because I hate blended drinks. Fuck that. No, I made it for her. In fact, anybody that ever came up to me and asked me for a blended drink, I would normally make it. Didn't necessarily like doing it, but I would normally make it. And uh, the person, the people, majority of them that attacked me on TikTok about it, they took everything out of context or only heard what they wanted to hear. One person even uh, stitched my video edited my video to a certain part where everything is taken out of context and then proceeded to call me pretentious. That was funny. Just some people out there, your customers don't understand that you're on your feet for 8, 10, 12 hours, uh, running drinks, taking orders, uh, entertaining, you're trying to diffuse problems all night long. And to just give us one thing, you know, sorry, the blender's broken, pull a trick on them, or, uh, you know, not be happy about something, be truthfully not happy about something. People um, make up their own minds on what kind of person you are. Maybe I am pretentious. Maybe I, um, you know, maybe I am a jerk. Yeah, most of the time I am. But I like to say that's part of my charm. I remember working with one bartender one night, no, I didn't work with her that night, but I showed up to the bar and the bar was closed. I looked at my watch and it was midnight and I was like, what the hell? That's weird. And I saw on the door that uh, bars closed for the hoods to be cleaned. And, uh, you, you know, those ventilators above the grill. And uh, the next day I said, we had the hood cleaners in, in last night. And she said, no, it was dead, and I didn't want to be here. And you know, she hates being uh, working in a bar by herself when there's nobody there. So she closed early. Totally understand that. Uh, because when you're sitting there in the bar by yourself, you're not making money. You're not making tips. But I never personally did that. There was uh, When I was uh, working at that shithole bar that uh, nobody ever went to, I sat all night long watching Comedy Central or whatever was on TV and because that was the only way I was going to make money because I was making minimum wage. Now, some of you people out there that don't get paid minimum wage, you get lower than minimum wage or no wage, you just work for tips, I could so totally see you guys making a sign that says floors are being cleaned or the hoods are being cleaned just because... You're sitting there, you're not making any money. What is the fucking point? Bottom line, people, uh, go, you know, to hell with, with what anybody says about, uh, about what you do, what, uh, how you live your life. I mean, go ahead and hate something. It makes you feel better. Uh, I'm not promoting negativity. 
but I'm giving you permission to not like something and be okay with it. And, you know, it is a part of our job, partially responsibility. I think responsibility is a little bit too big of a description for making a blended drink, but it is a part of our job. We, uh, we can do it. We should do it, but we don't have to have a smile on our face when we're doing it. And, you know, also people were pointing and making fun of uh, the fact that my hands shake a little bit. You know what? Fuck that. I don't want to get into that. That's my business. Well, I think that's good enough uh, for Hey Bartender Podcast this episode. So last call. Last call for alcohol. If you ask for a blended drink, get out. Well, you're leaving anyway. So, But no blended drinks after uh, after last call. Um, special th- big thanks to Laura Hope and the Art Tones, as usual, for the song Dr. Bartender. Make sure you go check out more of their music on all the streaming services. And maybe even go over to bandcamp.com and pick up their album. It, trust me, it's worth it. Also, remember, people, head over to cwspirits.com. Go check out their liquor selection in there. You might find something that you like at a better price. You might find something that you've never tried before that you can't get in your local liquor store. They've got a huge selection in there, and I'm sure you're going to find something that you like. Just remember to use coupon code HEYBARTENDER5 at checkout and get 5% off your entire order. And get this, free shipping on all orders over $125. It's a great deal, people. Go check it out. Hey, people, I'm also looking for guests to be on the podcast. Uh, If you work in the service industry, whether you're a bartender, server, um, manager, I've I've been wanting to talk to uh, flight attendants for a long time. If you know somebody that would uh, be a great person to talk to on the show, Encourage them to contact me, or you can contact me yourself. Email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, or you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, uh, no, I don't do much on Twitter. Uh, TikTok's better. I'm, uh, you can follow me on TikTok. Message me on any of those apps, and I would uh, gladly love to have you on this bar- podcast hear your stories, joke around, promote yourself a little bit. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah, um, my handle on all the social medias is at Hey Bartender Podcast. Forgot to tell you that. But anyway, people, as usual, the bar is closed, so I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's last go? I just got here!